Newton Media Group, a family of creative services, presents the Voice Over Work podcast. Today is Thursday, February 10th. On the podcast today, we take a little deeper look into a book introduced in a previous podcast with a chapter-by-chapter look at The Art of Self-Awareness, How to Dig Deep, Introspect, Discover Your Blind Spots, and Truly Know Thyself. Written by Patrick King, narrated by Russell Newton. Chapter 1. The Three Levels of Self-Awareness First things first, self-awareness isn't like a single moment of enlightenment or an off-on switch. It's a matter of degree or type, as we saw above. And we can be self-aware at some times, less so at others. We can define self-awareness as a conscious perception of thoughts, feelings, events, and behaviors, both internal and external, that is accurately grounded in reality. The opposite of that is any time we're unconscious, i.e., acting out of habit, impulse, or autopilot, or not thinking about how we're thinking. When driven by unconscious impulses and biases, we cannot recognize patterns in our world, and hence, we can't take proactive steps to change anything. So many other positive characteristics and traits are impossible without the bedrock of self-awareness, and yet, there's little out there that teaches us how to build it within ourselves, and why would we? when most of us think we're self-aware already, right? With self-awareness comes self-esteem, sound decision-making, creativity, self-control and emotional regulation, the ability to develop and evolve, humility and awareness of weakness, pride, empathy, communication and cooperation. However, reading the above list, you can probably see that it's all shades of gray. To simplify, we can imagine that there are three levels of self-awareness we can operate from. Level 1. What are you doing? Pain. Confusion, suffering, stress, irritation, misunderstanding, struggle, etc. Life is like this at low levels of self-awareness. If you're unhappy with work, relationships, money, or life, you probably have some self-awareness blind. Chapter 2. Reassessing Beliefs from Your Past and Your Dark Side Subject This is the way things are Object Why are they this way? And could they be some other way? What can I do to change things? What do I want? In Keegan's Stages 4 and 5, we begin to question ourselves, our beliefs, and the source of those beliefs, rather than taking them as given. In Keegan's framework, mature development into adulthood is about learning to stand on your own two feet, ideologically speaking. Thus, you move from being a conventional, rule-bound, and socialized member of a group to an independent, autonomous agent who generates their values and beliefs. In this model, certain beliefs and ideologies come from externally, for example, from culture. But on the path to gaining greater self-awareness, we also need to pay heed to those beliefs that stem from within us. Understanding the Shadow According to Carl Jung, every human comprises both dark and light, good and bad. 
but we can hold some parts of our identities in awareness and push unwanted or disowned parts into the unconscious mind, or what he called the shadow. Here, light is a metaphor for conscious awareness and not a moral judgment. We may, for example, also push away from our awareness the knowledge of objectively good traits. A little girl may push into the shadow her larger-than-life personality, her ebullience and strength and her ambition because her family tells her it's not ladylike. A little boy may push from his awareness his own enormous empathy and gentleness because his society sends him constant messages that the trait... Chapter 3. Find Your Values big and small. If you found yourself asking the question, who am I? You might have also been asking simultaneously, what should I do? Our lack of genuine identity can show itself in an inability to make decisions, to choose a path, to set a goal, or to say what we want. In other words, what we do is a reflection of who we are. If we have a problem with one, we usually have a problem with the other. If you're unsure of how to act, you're also probably a little unsure of who you are. Knowing how best to act is a question of knowing what kind of person you are. If you're someone who prioritizes family and social connection above anything else, for example, you don't need to think too hard about the dilemma of working late nights at the office versus spending quality time with your young children. Your identity informs your choices. In fact, how we respond to life's dilemmas, choices, and difficulties says a lot about the strength of our own values. We are as we do, and we do according to what we value. Inner values and principles are like a personal manifesto that tells us how to act in any situation. This is our own code of ethics that we've devised for ourselves, and it acts like a guiding light even when, or maybe particularly when the path is unclear. How shall we define values? A value is a judgment that makes claims about the priorities we hold in life. They are principles, rules, or beliefs that give meaning to our lives. They are what stop life from feeling empty and meaningless because they are inherently about meaning. Chapter 4 we don't talk anymore. Your core beliefs about yourself, chapter 2, and your deepest held values and principles, chapter 3, are primarily about internal self-awareness or our ability to know who we are, what we want, and what we think and what we feel. In the second half of this book, however, we remember that introspection and awareness of your internal landscape is only half of the picture. What about external self-awareness? Mature, developed adults with healthy emotional intelligence cannot help but be socially aware, too. This means they have empathy, good communication skills, and the ability to consider other people's unique needs. They can happily take on feedback, praise and criticism from others, and genuinely consider other people's perspectives. They can manage conflict, cooperate, share, and understand others despite their differences. This may remind you of the socialized mind from Keegan's five stages, but the fully developed person is not just about imitating their culture's social norms. They're good at balancing both internal and external self-awareness. 
using conversation to learn about yourself. Have you ever considered that conversation could be a form of introspection? Conventional self-reflection has been shown to correlate with higher anxiety, depression, and a host of other negative outcomes. Though insight predicts greater well-being, better relationships, and higher self-knowledge, introspection doesn't lead to insight. In other words, thinking about yourself isn't the same as knowing about yourself. Though conventional wisdom hails introspection as the path to self-knowledge, it can more often cloud our perception, make us... Chapter 5. Self-awareness is social awareness. And for most intents and purposes, social awareness is emotional intelligence. The best modern conception of emotional intelligence comes from psychologist Daniel Goleman. Emotional intelligence is knowing and perceiving the emotions you feel and why you feel them, then transferring that type of awareness onto others. You're able to put a label on your emotional state and find its cause and effect. By extension, emotional intelligence is being able to read other people's emotions accurately and deduce the reasons for them. When you start thinking, why did she do that? And what made him do that? Instead of immediately reacting, that's the beginning of your path to emotional intelligence. It's a matter of understanding the whole causal chain of other people's motivations and intentions and how that leads to their emotions, which lead to their behaviors. High emotional intelligence is like being able to read someone's mind. In reality, this everyday superpower is not so complex and requires resisting powerful aspects of human nature that behoove us to focus only on ourselves. Take Charlotte. Charlotte prances into the office, her steps lilting and a smile on her face. Before sitting down, she asks her co-worker a question. What do you think of my new haircut? Derek, her co-worker, doesn't care what her hair looks like whatsoever. But he likes Charlotte, and he also knows that she often worries about her looks. It looks great, he enthuses. The new cut really brings out your eyes. I thought so, too, she gushes, taking her seat. Thanks, she smiles. Because Derek understood and cared about Charlotte's emotions, he... This has been The Art of Self-Awareness, How to Dig Deep, Introspect, Discover Your Blind Spots, and Truly Know Thyself. Written by Patrick King, narrated by Russell Newton. Copyright 2022 by Patrick King. Production copyright by Patrick King. Introduction One of the famous Delphic maxims inscribed at the Apollo Temple in Delphi is Know Thyself. This is precisely what this book is about. But throughout the chapters that follow, we'll see that knowing oneself and knowing others are two skills that cannot be developed in isolation. We start by gaining insight into our own thoughts, emotions, and beliefs and how they inform our behavior. Only when we can understand ourselves in this way can we understand others. And if we have empathy and compassion towards ourselves, can we practice it for others? Thus, this book is about two skills that act in tandem, self-awareness and social awareness. These two pillars form the foundation of emotional intelligence, and from them, we can construct a way of being that is proven to be more balanced, more robust, more creative, more cooperative, and more innovative. 
Let's begin with a question. Are you self-aware? It's a tricky one, since the quality you're asking about is the same quality you need to answer the question. Just as most people believe themselves to be above-average drivers, a statistical impossibility, many of us believe we're self-aware, but with little evidence. The ability to correctly assess this quality is itself a component of self-awareness. Just like driving, however, self-awareness is a skill that can be developed just as much as it can be interfered with and compromised. The ability to clearly see and be aware of yourself has many proven benefits, more confidence and creativity, better decision-making, improved communication skills, and more effective leadership strategies, to name a few. And yet there's a major gap between what psychologists and researchers know. Amazon.com has more information regarding the author and this book. Show notes and further information can be found at RussellEricNewton.com. With an eclectic collection of insights, knowledge, and trivia from some of the newest audiobooks on the market, this has been the Voice Overwork Podcast, brought to you by Newton Media Group, a family of creative services.